Welcome to Hope for the Day with Hope Church Birmingham. We're a new life-giving community who live by a simple mission. We want people to find hope in Jesus and to bring that hope to a world in need. I'm Adam, the lead pastor, and I'll be walking us through a series titled, What Did Jesus Say? Would you do me a favor? We created this podcast to be a resource of equipping followers of Jesus with scripture and application through the week. It's simple. We want people to find hope and to be able to take that hope to a people in need. If you enjoy listening, could you take a moment and just like or share this podcast wherever you listen to or wherever you're engaging on social media or even maybe send it to a friend so that we can get this resource to those who may not have yet stumbled upon it and need a little hope. Thanks so much. Have you ever had trouble grasping something? Maybe it was a thought or a plot twist in a movie where you're like, I need to rewind this or a Netflix episode and you're going, wait, what just happened? Did I miss a, Did I miss an episode? Did I miss something? I know personally I've had to reread an entire chapter of a book one time because I missed a, a huge detail. Many times the details get overlooked in our life and as a result we miss integral things. I think on a spiritual aspect we can miss God in moments that seem minute because we're so focused on the big idea or this big moment the way we think things should look or the way we think things should happen according to our plan or our time and God's seemingly working in the details and it's a turn we miss God because we overlook those details in our text today we're going to be seeing Jesus laying out some important thoughts and really important details that I believe help us with a mindset shift that we need in today's culture Today's culture, we've got so many things telling us how we should believe, how we should think, how we should act. And we have to be careful because many times if we go by the culture, we'll end up in a whole different perspective and a whole different lifestyle that God never intended. Last last week's episode, we, we heard where Jesus healed the lame man at the pool of Bethesda and the religious leaders were not happy. They were asking questions, all with the underlying motive, this is not happening how I think it should happen. So Jesus responds and continues this thought in John chapter 5, verses 19 through 24. So let's look there. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he is doing. And greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. For the the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes Him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. John 5, 19-24, English Standard Version. Jesus is very direct in all of this passage, which is really foundational theology that he's laying for the Christ followers in the moment. He's laying for the religious leaders in the moment. And I really believe he's laying a foundational theology for Christ followers to come for us even today to look at. He's saying, truly, truly, I say to you. He's being direct here. Really like, hey, listen up, guys. If you missed anything, here I am. I'm saying this. 
the message paraphrase it, <laughs> paraphrases it as, I'm telling you this straight. So what theology does he lay in this passage? I believe he's saying, guys, you're, you're so concerned because you have an understanding of the way things should look. You think this is how the Messiah should come. You're, and you're so concerned, but you're missing everything. You're missing it because I am the Messiah and I'm here. I'm one with God. He's explaining that, that as God the Son, he does nothing independently. He was and is fully submitted to God's will. This is important theology for us because they function within the same motives and heart. People sometimes view God as this harsh, judgmental being up in the heavens ready to strike us down with thunder and lightning anytime we do something wrong. And Jesus is just simply floating around on the clouds, shooting us with love arrows. It's like some angelic Cupid version of Jesus. But Jesus is love. And because Jesus is the Son, that means God is love. God is love. And Jesus also brings upon judgment with righteousness. He says it in this passage that, that the Son brings judgment. But Jesus continues this thought and really backs it up by saying, if, if you want God to be happy, honor his Son. Receive me. Receive life. Receive eternal life. And this would have been really shocking to the religious leaders at the time because Jesus is bringing a paradigm shift. And it was really beckoning a new mindset change. You see, to them, they, they had learned the law. They knew the Torah. They knew how things should be and how things were to come in their own perspective. Many people believe he was going to be a great, the Messiah was going to be this great religious leader to overthrow the government. But really, Jesus came in a, a package and a version they weren't expecting. And he overthrew things in a way that they weren't really comfortable with. But he comes in and he's beckoning them to a mind shift. And he's going, guys, I am the son. I am the son of the father. The father has sent me. And understand what I'm saying here. I, I bring life. But also because I bring life, there is judgment. Find me and you're going to find eternal life. I think many times we're like the religious leaders. <laughs> you may be going, me? One of those hateful religious guys? Never. <laughs> Things don't always add up in our minds, so they can't be true. That sounds like a religious leader. Things don't look the way that I have put on my five-year calendar. Sounds like a religious leader or five-day calendar for some of us. So I must be alone. God doesn't care. <laughs> He's in the details, but where, where are my details? We may be asking. It's silly, but I think we hold that thought sometimes. And when we hold the perspective of a religious leader, I believe and know we're embracing a limited God. Let me say that again. When we hold the perspective of a religious leader that is one doubting who Jesus is and who he can be in our life. We are embracing a limited God. But let me encourage you, friends. We have a limitless God who is ready to embrace you, ready to move you, ready to run free in your life. But we have to fully receive his son first. Jesus' primary goal isn't just simply our comfort. His goal is to bring glory upon him and the Father. What if we approach Jesus with that mindset that he wants glory to be put upon him? What if we approached him with the mindset that he could do anything? He's Jehovah Jireh. He's, he's a provider. But I think sometimes we embrace this version of, of Jesus, much like the religious leaders were, that, that, that wasn't accurate. We embrace this version of Jesus 
that isn't to who he is and who his true identity is and all the power and the presence that he walks in. And as a result, I think when life happens to us, we embrace moments or decisions that that shouldn't have been embraced. I think sometimes we hit circumstances that don't look the way we wanted them to look. And as a result, we embrace no's when God's like, not yet. Sometimes I think we're embracing no's in life when God didn't ever said no. He just maybe simply said, not yet. Think of it like this. My daughter had a Christmas list a mile long. She still does. And if I gave her the opportunity today and took her into store, she would get me to buy every single item today and let her play with it today. And then she would want more gifts on Christmas, but she would get me to buy everything she had and play with it all. She doesn't want to wait. But if she didn't wait, she'd miss out on the full experience of Christmas morning. Sometimes we need to recognize Jesus is persistent in who he is. He cares, even if it's not yet. He understands the bigger picture. He understands it all. He's in the details. Even when we may not think he's in the details, he's in it. He gets it. And he gets us. That's what Emmanuel means. God with us. He was with us. He, Jesus walked among us and he walks among us. And he's not only with us, but he gets us. You may be thinking, Adam, I've prayed, but, but this. I've prayed for this, but that. Don't put a limiting but on God when he is limitless. When Jesus was speaking in John 5, he was reflecting his persistent character, this consistent character. And he was persistent in who he was and is. And as a result, I believe in this passage, he's calling the religious leaders and he's calling all who heard him in that moment. And he's calling us today to a persistent faith. A persistent faith overcomes fears. It overcomes doubts. It overcomes comes concerns. My willingness to follow can't simply be tied to my circumstance or if something's turned out the way I've wanted it to be or if it looks different than I expected it to be. Here's the thing. It's, it's human to have questions of unbelief or even have questions. But don't sit in your unbelief. The enemy will use unbelief to drive us from God. The enemy will try to say, hey, you have unbelief. You don't believe in God anymore. Get away from him. You don't need him. Just go your own path. But instead, let a moment of a question turn to a persistent faith that drives us to Jesus, that drives us to him, one that receives the son so that we can have life and that we can have life abundantly. The hope for today is that we have Jesus, the Son of God, loving us and offering us eternal life. That said, we need to allow Him to change our perspective, to understand that He is in the details. He wants us to embrace a persistent faith that I believe will drive us through seasons where we may be waiting. That we might be in confusion. Persistent faith will drive us through that season. We might be in a season where the circumstances aren't necessarily adding up with the way we thought. A persistent faith will drive us through those things. Let me encourage you, friends, embrace a new persistent faith so that we can embrace a fully limitless Jesus, the Son of the Father. Let us embrace Him during this Christmas season and every day of our life. Let us embrace this mindset that Jesus is with me and He's for me and He can handle whatever situation or circumstance I have. 
But sometimes in order to embrace a consistent faith and persistent faith, we need to let go of some things. So here's some things I want us to practice letting go. I've got five things. The first one, sometimes we need to let go of self-importance. What does that mean? Let go of self-importance so that we can let go of pride. See, pride creates this false sense of power that I can handle my situation. If you want persistent faith, persistent faith, we need to let go of pride, let go of self-importance that I've got it all in, in the bag and understand it all. That was really one of the main things the religious leaders were facing here. They had way too much self-importance upon themselves. The second thing we need to let go of is we need to let go of self-protection when it comes to our faith. Let go of deceit. You see, I think we can use lies to build walls that hide our shortcomings. And we try to lie and try to hide this version of ourselves to God. And as a result, we limit his, our, our faith to him that he, will, that he wants all of us, even the shortcomings. The third thing we need to let go of is, is self-control in regards to our faith. Let go of fear tied to this. You see, I think sometimes we try to control things and have everything lined up the way we think we should do, but it's really tied to insecurity or tied to fear. And really when we embrace fear, we kind of have, I think in regards to faith or our life, I know I can sometimes either do two things. I either, if I'm afraid of something, I either avoid it and try to ignore it and compartmentalize it and put it somewhere behind me, or I try to fix it on my own. And that's where really this self-control faith comes in and it's limiting to God. We need to let control, let go of all the control. The fourth thing we need to let go of is we need to let go of self-defense in regards to our faith. I think sometimes we can have things happen to us in our life and we end up embracing bitterness. And as we embrace bitterness, we become defensive and we give God just partial portions of our life, which God wants all of it. And he needs all of it so that he can fully work in us. And then the last thing we need to let go of is self-gratification. Let go of selfishness. It's not all about you. What did I say earlier? Jesus isn't here just for our comfort. Jesus is here for glory of him and the Father. We need to embrace that mindset so that we can embrace persistent faith that Jesus is calling each one of us to. So that we can fully embrace a limitless God who cares about the big picture and he cares about the little picture. So whatever you're going through today, friends, hear me say this. As Jesus was saying, he's the son. He gets it. Now does he get it? He's embracing us to experience the life he intended for us from the very beginning. Not only that, he wants us to walk in him. Embrace the mind shift and the perspective change and this paradigm shift that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have it all together because he does. Let's embrace this new persistent faith. Let's let go of self-importance, self-protection, self-control, self-defense, and self-gratification and find the hope that is in the true limitless version of Jesus that's waiting for us. Thanks for joining us. If you like this episode, if you would, make sure to like or share wherever you listen. Also, if you listen to this, you say, hey, I'd like to support what's going on at Hope Church. You can do so by visiting us at hopechurchbhm.com give. If you haven't followed us on any of our social media accounts, you can do so at hopechurchbhm. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.